Yo, welcome to Beast Podcast. And if you don't know, Beast stands for bringing empowerment and skills together. And that's exactly what we strive to do on this show. We talk life skills, we talk financial literacy, we talk personal development. All these things are going to help you be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Yo, yiggity, yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the beast podcast bringing empowerment and skills together it is your host Deshaun beasley coach beast and on today's episode i'm going to do a book review i don't know how i'm going to uh title this segment that i want to do on the podcast but i read a lot of books listen to a lot of audio books um and what i'm going to start doing is kind of breaking down the book and what i learned from it Um, They say the best way to learn is to teach. So if you learn something or you're learning something, try to teach somebody else and you're going to retain that information uh, more thoroughly and clearly. So let's give it a shot. Uh, Today's book review is going to be Mastery by Robert Greene. Um, And in this book, uh, basically the concept is he talks about what mastery is and how to seek mastery. So let me kind of define mastery. Mastery is kind of being like an expert in whatever field or niche that you're involved in. So, for example, if basketball, for example, I play basketball, you know, being an expert in that field, whether it be a player, you can be an expert announcer, you can be an an expert skills trainer, you can be an expert coach, right? Trying to figure out what your niche is and how to attain mastery. Um, And one of the key things is... um, he kind of goes into uh, one of the steps is that that first leap of faith and kind of getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, he tells a story about Charles Darwin and actually how Darwin actually founded Dar- Darwinism. And he says, you know, he was a young boy. He didn't really you know, he was always out in the woods, you know, playing in the you know, playing with the trees, playing with bugs and stuff. You know, he was really interested and was very good at classifying the different animal types and insect types that he would see in nature. His dad thought it was, you know, like, like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, you need to send them off to a boarding school. In this boarding school, he started, you know, he got into a science class where he developed a great relationship, found a mentor, right? He found a mentor that was able to help him better understand and cultivate his interests and, you know, animals in the sciences. And then eventually an opportunity came up where he could go on a voyage of seven years traveling to different islands to getting um, basically like science uh, samples, if you will, like animal samples. So um, I'm going to pause right there and kind of go into, because that's a couple steps of mastery, right? The first step is to find an apprentice, find somebody you can learn, uh, you know, how things work and how the system works. You know, he was able to find an apprentice that kind of taught him, taught him more about the sciences. And when you find an apprentice, apprentice, or a mentor, I'm sorry, and seek an apprenticeship, sorry, be an apprenticeship and, you know, have a mentor. And, and that mentor, you know, as you're cultivating knowledge, they'll see invest, a vested interest into your success. Because when that trip, the voyage, you know, to the different islands, when it opened up, you know, the professor instantly wanted to put Darwin's name in the hat because of his vested interest, because he saw that he was intrigued, because he saw how fast he was learning. And because he felt like he had a vested interest in his success. So that goes, that's a part of mastery, right? Find a mentor, 
you know, not that you're depending on the mentor to open doors, right? But you're absorbing as much knowledge as possible so you can then use that knowledge when you do receive the opportunity. So take a deep breath. Revert back to Darwin, okay? So he gets to go on this trip to the islands, okay? And at first he hates it. You know, his dad, his dad was right. You know, that's what he was thinking. Because his dad was like, you're not going to be able to, you know, be on a boat for seven years. You don't even like the water. You know, Darwin, of course, goes on it. He gets seasick. You know, he doesn't really like it. He doesn't really like, you know, the captain and that relationship and everything like that. Um, but, you know, he wanted to go home, but he understood that he, you know, he took the leap of faith. He was in the long, in it for the long haul. So he decided to, to look for the best in the situation. So he started to really thoroughly examine the captain and all the other people on the ship and, you know, just to kill time and further and use that skill set to enhance his classifying of animals um, and, and species, right? He would, you know, pay attention to the, to the different facial expressions, to the different habits, you know, that, that these people had and, you know, how they learned things. And, and he used that to apply it to his field, which I may or may not get into later because I don't know how well I recollect that part of it, <laughs> to be honest. But continues, they get to one of the islands and he's like thrown back. He's like, yo, this is nothing like the forest I was like exploring in. Like he's seeing animals of different species and he's grabbing everything and intense studies, you know. It's kind of like the moment he's been waiting for. He was given the opportunity to dive deep and be really hands-on. And he was able to be hands-on and, and further, you know, grow his skills of classifying you know, animals and things like that. So another step on that road to mastery, you know pushing through that uncomfortable part uh, to get to, you know, what it is you set out to do, you know, um, and who knows if he would have never set out, you know, on what he wanted to do and push through that uncomfortableness, if we would have understood, you know, the whole survival of the fittest and Darwinism, whether you believe in it or not, it's impacted, you know, the way we live and the way we do things. So um, that was one cool story that I took from the book, you know, about mastery you know, and about finding a mentor, you know, learning from that mentor. And then even later in the book, they go as to talk about, you know, different stories about don't stay under that mentor for the rest of your life. Um, another book, where am I at on time? Okay, I'm good. I got four minutes. I can finish this up. Um, so later in the book, they talk about, you know, as you're underneath, under this, you know, mentor, you have to make sure you're not engulfed by them and you don't let them stuff, uh, stunt your progress. Um, and there was another story. I don't remember the uh, artist's name, um, but his mentor was basically using him, kind of like had him underneath his thumb, you know, giving him menial tasks and not really letting him accelerate his field. So he had to, you know, he understood that, you know, in order for him to grow and become a master and really learn, you know, he had to break free of his mentor's soul, which means, you know, in this situation, it, it, his mentor didn't take it well. You know, he felt personally attacked and it ruined the relationship. But at the end of the day, you know, that person who broke free of his mentor, he ended up exceeding, you know, 10 times what his mentor did, you know, and creating a lasting impact on society. So that just goes to show like another role of attaining mastery is you have to learn from this mentor. But at the same time, you have to understand that that's not your that's that's not your you shouldn't live out that season for the rest of your life, if that makes sense. So you shouldn't be constantly learning, 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 and then never applying. 
and then never wanting to surpass, you know, your mentor because you've learned all of their information. They just taught you, you know, however many years worth of experience that they have. You know, now you have all that experience. Now go and do something with it. And then even more years to learn. Right. So don't be, you know, afraid to, you know, and a lot of them, a lot of your mentors, like I said earlier, will have a vested interest and want you to surpass them, you know, because they have vested interest in your success. So those are just some key things that I found in that book of mastery, you know, diligent practice, you know, finding a mentor, things like that. I thought it was an amazing book. Um, I plan on reading it again in Spanish. Um, I read it in English. I know I said on another podcast I was going to read it in Spanish, but I was kind of dragging my feet. But we won't get into that. But talking about the positive. <laughs> I'm holding myself accountable. Don't worry. Don't worry. But appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, don't know what the next book is going to be. I might do a book that I've already read during these quarantine chronicles. I've read about like 10 books in this last like month. But... You know, I keep giving y'all valuable skills and valuable knowledge, at least that I find valuable. Go ahead and subscribe, share with a friend. And if you have a book that you recommend or that you got value from and you want me to check it out and kind of give my thoughts on it, feel free to send them my way on Instagram at coach underscore bees. That's coach underscore B-E-A-S. All right, y'all have a blessed one. Be smooth. Be smooth. Peace. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoy what you heard, please share with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, or anybody who you think can get value from it. And don't forget to subscribe, whether you're on Apple Music or Google Play. We'll keep giving you that fire content. All right, y'all. Have a blessed one. Peace.